perfect? Bang on my chest if you think I'm perfect. Go ahead, bang on it. No heart? You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. This is Patchwork Heart Ministries' Young Catholics Respond, brought to you by Breadbox Media. Now, here's your host, Bill Snyder. Thanks, Adam. Welcome to the program, everybody. I am Bill Snyder. This is Young Catholics Respond, and thank you so very much for tuning in and listening today. I always like to remind you as well that Patchwork Heart Ministry has many other endeavors and podcasts. One of them is Sowing Hope, and it is a twice-weekly podcast that we do live on YouTube and Podbean at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm joined by my good friend Anne DeSantis for those podcasts, and we're really excited about some of the amazing guests we have on there and the different things we can offer to you as um, faithful Catholics out there doing their best to live their lives. I mean, uh, that's really what the Sowing Hope podcast is about. It's about uplifting uh, people during this difficult time in our world. And so uh, check it out on our website, patchworkheart.org, or you can simply uh, get it where any podcasts are listened to or found by searching for Patchwork Heart Radio. Uh, so search your favorite podcast app, and you'll find us by uh, simply searching Patchwork Heart Radio. I uh, always like to give a shout-out to our friends at Breadbox Media for carrying Young Catholics Respond. And uh, again, if you're listening to uh, this podcast on Breadbox, welcome to the show. Thank you for uh, listening. And if you, again, want more information about our ministry or to listen to our other podcasts, please head over uh, to our website, patchworkheart.org, or simply just search for Patchwork Heart Radio on your favorite podcast app. Uh, today on the show, I don't have a guest for you, but I wanted to talk about something that is uh, really close to my heart and uh, close to the spirituality of all Catholics, really, and that's the Eucharist. Um, I, I, I want to touch on Eucharistic miracles, and uh, particularly a encounter that I had with a Eucharistic miracle. Uh, you know, I have been blessed during this pandemic to work with some incredible organizations and some incredible people in putting together amazing content for different Catholic organizations. And one of them is the Real Presence uh, Eucharistic Adoration and Education Society. Uh, their website is very simply therealpresence.org. And one of the things that they have been doing is over many years, has been compiling uh, educational resources about the Eucharist and also the different Eucharistic miracles around the world. And through a prompting, really, of the Holy Spirit, uh, I reached out to them and I asked them if we could uh, help serve their organization in any way. Um, I really felt it on my heart to uh, produce 
some stories about the Eucharistic miracles that they had in audio form and video form. And so I, I, I reached out to the organization, um, and we had an incredibly amazing conversation that was led by the Holy Spirit, and it uh, has led to a pretty awesome project that we are doing with them and some incredible voice talent from around the country, uh, some incredible, um, amazing stories of Eucharistic miracles that are from ancient history um, and from also the most recent ones as well. And so I, I'm really excited about this project, and I'm really excited to be able to produce some wonderful stories and encounters with Eucharistic miracles. Folks, if you have never heard of Eucharistic miracles, I really strongly encourage you to go over to the Real Presence uh, website. Again, it's therealpresence.org. Go over to their website and check out the plethora of resources that they have. Uh, the amazing amount of resources that they have on Eucharistic miracles. I really, really strongly encourage you. Check this stuff out. It's real. It's powerful. And it will lead you deeper into your Catholic faith. It, it's just that simple, folks. If, you know, um, I, I want to share with you my personal encounter with a Eucharistic miracle. Because there is nothing you can do to convince me otherwise, or say something to me otherwise, that the Eucharist is not truly the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. After encountering this miracle that I encountered in 2010, it's... Uh, already 11 years ago, or just over 10 years ago, that I encountered this miracle. Um, I There's nothing you can do to convince me that um, the Eucharist is anything other than the flesh and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and that what happens at the hands of the priest happens um, at every single Mass, regardless of whether the, uh, the outward appearance of bread and wine remain or not, uh, the, the substance changes from bread to Christ. And so I, I want to um, share with you a little bit about this miracle uh, so that you understand uh, what it is and, and how I uh, first came into contact with it. Um, I was... A, a sophomore or junior in college, and there were some uh, Capuchin sisters that came to our parish for a night of spiritual renewal uh, in, in our college, on our college campus at the University of Scranton. And um, there was this uh, 
beautiful story that was told about the Eucharistic miracle of Lanciano during Eucharistic adoration. The sisters told the story of this Eucharistic miracle that is in Lanciano, Italy, and it is the preserved uh, relic that you can go visit. And when I was, it was either 2005 or 2006 when I had first heard this story, praying before the Blessed Sacrament in Eucharistic Adoration. I was with a few of my college buddies, and we went up to uh, the Blessed Sacrament and were able to kneel right before it and, and pray as well. And I just remember, after hearing this incredible story, I knew, like in my heart, that one day I would visit Lanciano, Italy. I knew it. Like it was just inside of myself. And the, and the Holy Spirit told me, like, you will go see my heart. You will go see the heart of Christ. And this is what the story is. Um, this is the way the sisters relate it to us, and, and it's the truth. Um, in the year 700 A.D., so I, I really mean ancient right, history, right? 700 A.D., uh, there was a priest, it was a, um, a, a Catholic priest who was doubting the, uh, the effect of his words. Did, when, when, when he said, this is my body, does it really become the body, blood, soul, divinity of Jesus? And he was doubting that. He had severe doubts that what he was doing was, you know, confecting the Eucharist on the altar. And uh, this this priest uh, one day was you know he was just riddled by this uh, recurring thought and he and he couldn't get it out of his head and and so one day in this humble little church in a town called Lanciano, Italy, this miracle occurred and it's kind of the granddaddy of all Eucharistic miracles. Um, what happened was the, the host turned into human heart muscle and the chalice uh, that was filled with wine turned to human blood after he said the words of consecration. So... Uh, the way it's described is after, after the twofold consecration. So he lifted the bread. He said, "This is my body." He placed it on the paten. He then lifted the chalice. He said, "This is my blood." And as he lowered the chalice down, he noticed that there was human blood in the chalice. And then he looked over at the paten and he realized that there was this flesh. <laughs> All of a sudden, that was on the paten. And later in study, I mean, there's been many different uh, scientific tests that have done this and that have, you know, verified this over, uh, the, over the centuries, the most recent of them happening, I believe, in 1979. Um, but basically, 
what they have concluded through all of these scientific studies is that the um, the host is the myocardium of a heart. And here's the really incredible, in, incredibly interesting thing about the town of Lanciano and that uh, and that human heart muscle. The the heart muscle has the tip, what appears to have the hole of a tip of a spear in it. And the town of Lanciano, Italy, is named after Lance, uh, the lance that pierced Christ's side. And um, it is also the place where St. Longinus, the person who uh, pierced the side of Jesus with the, uh, with the spear, who was uh, the first to confess to the, to the world, this truly was the Son of God that we just killed, right? Like that was that, that moment in the gospel, right? So this is where he had resided, and the town became known as Lanciano, based after the lance. And the incredible thing is that in this miracle, it has the exact size of the tip of a Roman spear (laughs) in this heart. Like, it's a hole from the spear. So that's one aspect of it. Um, the other thing that's mind-blowing is that uh, when you look in the chalice now that's preserved, uh, the chalice of, of blood has dried into five uh, pellets of, of blood. But when it's studied, uh, the incredible thing is that this this miracle, um, wh- whether they weigh one of those uh, particles or pellets or five of the pellets or two of the pellets or three of the pellets, the scale keeps coming back <laughs> with the exact same weight. So it, it doesn't matter whether you have one droplet of the blood of Christ or you drink the entire chalice of the blood of Christ, it, its efficacy remains exactly the same, in other words, right? Like, 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 like it carries the same weight. And, you know, this is something that we believe as Catholics. This, this science lends itself to what we believe as Catholics. This science lends itself to believe that even the smallest particles of the Eucharist that are left over are to be treated with, you know, incredible dignity and respect because it is still Christ. And, you know, this was so incredibly mind-blowing to me as a um, 
sophomore in high school hearing this story and, you know, from, from these nuns while praying in Eucharistic adoration and having a night of praise and worship and, and music, um, I, was, I was just incredibly moved and I knew that I would go. So on the other side of the break, I'm going to uh, share with you the story of my encounter with this blessed sacrament with this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful uh, miracle, because I did get a chance to go to Lanciano, Italy in 2010. I did get a chance to pray before the miracle, and I got to share the story. So right back after these messages here on Young Catholics Respond, I'm Bill Snyder. Stay tuned. Patchwork Heart Ministry is committed to sowing hope into broken hearts by helping young people encounter the love of Jesus Christ and His Catholic Church through prayer, storytelling, and media initiatives. We invite you to prayerfully consider supporting this mission financially. Mail your tax-deductible donation to Patchwork Heart Ministry at P.O. Box 563 Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, zip code 53147 or visit patchworkheart.org to donate online. That's Patchwork Heart Ministry, P.O. Box 563, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, 53147, or online at patchworkheart.org. Hi, everybody. Bill Snyder here. Just want to thank you for listening to this episode of Young Catholics Respond. And as a founder of Patchwork Heart Ministry, we have so much more going on than just our podcasts. Check it out at patchworkheart.org. Now back to Young Catholics Respond. Once again, Bill Snyder. Hey folks, welcome back to Young Catholics Respond. It's great to be with you today, and thank you so much for tuning in, as always, to Young Catholics Respond. Today, I don't have a guest. I'm talking about Eucharistic miracles, and uh, in particularly one of them that I got the chance to encounter, called the Miracle of Lanciano, Italy. If you missed the first half of the program because you're listening on the radio, I really encourage you to head back in our podcast feed so uh, it can kind of set up uh, what I'm going to be sharing with you now in the second half of our program. But um, as I mentioned in the first half, I said I did get an opportunity to travel to Lanciano, Italy, to see this miracle firsthand with my own eyes, and it is... um, probably one of the greatest encounters with the divine I have ever encountered in my entire life. It is one that I um, keep in the back of my mind because I know that I want to bring people to see this miracle, specifically my family, my, my, my wife, my future uh, children, uh, to, to see this miracle because it is so incredible, and the, and the power of the witness that exists from 700 A.D. to now in this beautiful monstrance uh, cannot be um, overstated. Like, it just is unbelievable. So, about my trip there, um, I just want to share with you, with, with you this that in 2010, I had the opportunity to go to Italy. And uh, as part of that trip, I uh, said to the person that I was traveling with that uh, I would not go unless I had the opportunity to go see this miracle. 
Now, I was staying in Rome, and Lanciano is um, about on the opposite coast of Italy. So, um, you know, Rome is on the westernmost coast of uh, Italy, and and Lanciano is on the easternmost coast uh, by the Mediterranean Sea. It's almost due east of Rome. And I said, I have to go see them. If I'm, that, if I'm this close, I have to go. And there will be a day that I go do this. And so um, I, I remember that day distinctly because there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of, turmoil inside myself. I, I uh, had actually written to the people at the shrine, and I never expected to get an email back. I, I wrote an email to them before I left on the trip, and I said, uh, I would really like to come and encounter this miracle, and if you can uh, provide me any resources or anything, that would be wonderful. I got an email back from them that said, um, yes, you are welcome to come. We will give you a completely private tour of the miracle, and uh, we will show you uh, all of the resources that we have about it, and we will uh, let you watch uh, a movie about it uh, with us, and we will answer any of your questions privately. Uh, this was uh, run, this this. Um, the, the Shrine of the Eucharistic Miracle of Lanciano in Italy is run by the conventual Franciscans. And uh, I was preparing to enter into discernment with the conventual Franciscan order at the time. So I was kind of at home and very comfortable uh, with talking with, with them. And so I, uh, I told them what day I would be able to be there and... I actually printed out the email before I left on my trip. It was those days, right? We didn't have all the technology that we do now. And so I printed off the email, I put it in a folder, and I said, well, you know what, I'm going to uh, be able to show this to the people at the door when I walk in the shrine, and that's exactly what I did. But on the way there, um, I was kind of uneasy because uh, there were some things going on with the bus, and I actually got up like three times. Is this Lanciano? Is this Lanciano? I don't speak Italian, and... Uh, the bus driver's like, no, no, no. And, you know, you get to that part of Italy and, and not much English is spoken at all. Like, you know, you, you're not going to find many English speakers in Lanciano. Uh, so so I, I was kind of un, uneasy and, and just, at, you know, not, not at peace because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm really worried. I want to be there. I want to see this. And I'm not so sure I'm going to be able to. Um, but anyway, uh, I got on the bus, and the bus took off, and it was a beautiful ride across Italy. Uh, it was like a two-and-a-half, three-hour ride. And uh, after we got to Lanciano, in this little, little town of Lanciano, uh, the, the Eucharistic Miracle Shrine is closed for lunch, uh, and, and it opens uh, in the morning and in the afternoon, which is pretty typical of things in Europe. So I uh, went to lunch. And after, after lunch, the shrine opened, and I remember uh, walking into this little friar who uh, was at the door, and I handed him the, the piece of uh, paper, my email that I had printed off, and he goes, 
Uno momento, right? One minute. And I'm going to come back and uh, bring you the person who speaks, you know, English here, the, the friar that speaks English that wrote you the email. And um, he, I, I show, he, he, he comes before us and, and, I, and I say to him, uh, I'm Bill, it's really nice to meet you. I goes, oh, come with me, I'm going to show you the whole place. And so it was incredible. We got the opportunity to um, go right up. I mean, I was literally three feet from the miracle of Lanciano, Italy. And at that moment, I remembered all the way back to my college experience and, and how it pierced my heart. It was just this, it was this ultimate fulfillment of that interior promise from the Lord that I would see this. And of course, you know, in our, in our ministry, Patrick Hart ministry, um, you know, it was, I just was moved to tears. I, I, I cried for hour, I, I think an hour before the miracle. Like I, I, I couldn't contain myself. Um, it was it was incredible. The heart of Jesus Christ was right before me, and you know, here at Patchwork Heart Ministry, um, this th- th- this ministry really, uh, you know, wasn't born into un- until 2012. But I I just remember having that thought that you know here is this heart that is poked with the spear that has a hole in it. And, you know, yours did too, right? Like like yours, mine, I was born with a hole in between my two ventricles. Uh, and I had holes in my heart. And I just remember seeing the heart of Christ having a, a hole in it. And, and looking at it and going, God, this is how much you love me every time we go to Mass. God, this is how much you love me every time. And you allow, you allow me to receive you. You allow my broken, my wounded, my my imperfect heart to receive you at every Mass. And it was so profound. It was such a beautiful moment in my life that I will never forget. Folks, as I said at the beginning of the program, there's nothing you can do to tell me that the Eucharist isn't the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. After seeing this, I will tell you that the background on my phone hasn't changed since that day. My phone has changed many, many, many times. The background image on my phone is the Eucharistic miracle of Lanciano from that day forward. That's what it is. There's nothing more important. People look at my phone and they go, what is that thing? And I get a chance to explain it to them. I'll put on the opening wallpaper fun pictures. But when you open my phone, the backdrop where all the apps are is the Eucharistic Miracle of Lanciano, Italy. Folks, I really encourage you to delve deep into the Eucharistic Miracles. Um, we're really blessed to be able to 
and hopefully very soon going to be putting up podcasts of these different Eucharistic miracle stories on Patchwork Heart Radio. I'm really excited about that and being able to partner with the Real Presence Association. Please visit their website, therealpresence.org. There are tons of Eucharistic miracles, not only the Eucharistic miracle that I witnessed, but there are tons around the world, um, in, in France and in um, all over Europe, in South America, uh, everywhere around the world, uh, there are Eucharistic miracles. I strongly encourage you, implore you even, to go over to the website and check it out. All you have to do is visit therealpresence.org. Uh, and we're hopefully going to be able to bring you these stories in audio form as well. So if you follow Patchwork Heart Radio, wherever you can listen to podcasts, uh, then you'll also hear these stories as well in the coming days. But thank you so much for tuning in to Young Catholics Respond today. Uh, know that we'll be back with you next week uh, and probably have a guest for you as well. But uh, again, therealpresence.org and uh, our website, as always, is patchworkheart.org. Thanks, folks, for tuning in today to Young Catholics Respond. I'm Bill Snyder. And as always, keep beating to your Catholic heart. You've been listening to Young Catholics Respond, a radio initiative of Patchwork Heart Ministry. To learn more about our ministry and program, visit us at patchworkheart.org. Or to get exclusive access and early ministry updates, become our patron on Patreon by searching for Patchwork Heart Ministry.